The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. All you have to do is pick your favorite player over unders to cash in. Head over to prizepicks.com and use your promo code SGP for a 100% deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use your promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up and bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at sobet.io slash SGPN. That's sobet.io slash SGPN. And of course... Don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and free podcasts. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter. That's at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also, make sure you follow the Twitter account for the BetMUFC Podcast. That's at BetMUFC, at BetMUFC once again. We will not have an episode of BetMUFC this week because the Manchester United game has been cancelled. We'll be talking a lot about cancellations on this show. In fact, we'll be going straight into that shortly. But first of all, let me tell you to get my additional content. Head over to my website, lockbetting.com. That's lockbetting.com. Usually, the main high point is the fact that I've guided my clients to however many months it is at this point in time. It is 102 months in a row straight, 102 months straight of transparent, tracked profit. That means for over eight years, I haven't had a single losing month in sports betting. Every single P&L is available over at lockbetting.com or the previous months can be seen as the pinned tweet on the Twitter account I mentioned. That's at SGPSogger. That's at SGPSogger. As I said, that will usually be the main thing I'm pushing. But at the moment, I am on the run of my life. My previous record for hitting one unit plays in a row was 16 in a row. I am currently at 25 straight one unit winners, 25 straight one unit winners. I take one unit plays very seriously. My locks every week are one unit because I really believe in them. And when I give out a one unit player, I really believe in it. I'm not one of these five unit or 20 unit Maxwell idiots on Twitter playing with Monopoly money. I care about my clients. I really care about them losing and winning. And I have realistic stakes, realistic stakes for realistic people that want to make some money in sports gambling or sports investing, as I like to say, people that want to get some better Christmas presents, people that want to go on holidays, people that are struggling with some of their bills. 
if you bet on this service, you will get that. I'm not, I'm not going to win you a house. I'm not going to win you a Ferrari, but I am going to take care of you on a month to month basis. I am going to provide you with a, a second income if you come over to my service. That for me is a realistic goal because I've got eight years of data to back me up. And uh, even I have never been on a run where I've hit 25 straight one unit plays. And that is the run I'm currently on. In addition to that, I've also hit 20 locks in a row across my sports gambling podcast content. That includes all of the shows I do on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. That's Scamessa Italia. That's the EPL show. That's the Champions League and the Fight Show as well. So 23 locks in a row here. 20 locks on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network to couple with 25 one unit winners in a row. In fact, if you go even further back and add this run up overall, if you add up all of the one unit plays, including this lock run uh, up until now, it goes across the last 37 plays that I've had. I've had two losing plays out of the last 37 at a one unit level, at a one unit stake. And they were just two locks that I gave out on my NFL shows privately over on the Dirty Sheets podcast where I cover the NFL every week. They have been the only two one-unit losers that I've had out of the last 37. So this is a crazy, crazy run. Realistically, I'm not expecting to do anything like this ever again. It's a one-off for me. Yes, I've had um, 16 lock winners in a row before, which is just the same number of one unit winners I've had in a row before. Both of those runs ended at 16. Um, but yeah, this, this is completely different. This has gone way, way beyond that. So I'm going to be even more careful than usual when it comes to picking my locks this weekend. I would love to get past this weekend. That would mean I've gone two straight weeks without using a, losing a one unit play. And I would have played approximately 28 to 31 unit plays in a row, depending on how much I do here over the weekend. But we can be very, very conservative. We also have a very, very small card here in the EPL. The card has been decimated by COVID, COVID cases, the Omicron variant, people being overcautious about this. The South African doctors have clearly said, the scientists have said in South Africa, that this is a very, very mild version of the virus. But unfortunately, it is spreading very quickly and it is causing mass panic. I'm going to, well, I think I'm going to the Tottenham game on Sunday. I've already had the Manchester United versus Brighton game cancelled on me. I was supposed to go to that tomorrow and uh, I am going to Tottenham and Liverpool on Sunday. I think I am, as I said. And I was looking at the uh, ticket exchange for that because I bought my ticket on resale. What that means is, is that season ticket holders and people that have already bought tickets to the game decide that they can't go. And usually approximately 1,000 to maximum 2,000 season tickets will go back on sale. For this kind of big game, it's much closer to 1,000. And they're not normally great seats. But I managed to get a couple of good seats at the start of the week. But if you have a look at things now, there are far more seats available. This is obviously because of the Omicron variant. People don't want to be positive for COVID during Christmas. And at the same time, you have people that are rejecting the vaccine passports. And rightfully so. We don't need vaccine passports. They don't work for anything. The vaccinated and the unvaccinated can all spread COVID around. So it doesn't make any difference if you have a vaccine passport saying you're vaccinated. The PCR tests, which are the thing they're talking about getting away from, they're talking about just making it double vaxxed and not allowing you to 
use the uh, PCR test on the COVID pass anymore. That would be utterly stupid. Someone who's vaccinated can still have COVID. If you're vaccinated three months ago and you have COVID, if you go to a football match, you've got more, you're more likely to spread it because you don't know that you've got it. A PCR test, which needs to be taken within 48 hours, is the safest way to protect people from COVID going to a football match because they know if they have it or don't have it up to 48 hours before. Obviously, if they catch it after they take the test, then that's a big problem. But at least they know, if you're going to a game on Saturday, at least you know on Thursday or Friday, whenever you took it, you didn't have COVID at that point. So at least that needs to stay on the vaccine passport. If they're going to introduce these stupid passports that aren't working anywhere in the world, then they need to at least keep the PCR test on it because that is a lot more effective uh, given that the vaccine doesn't actually stop you getting COVID and doesn't stop you spreading COVID. Therefore, going to a game and saying that you're double vaccinated doesn't really make that much of a difference. All it means is that you're protected from as far as I understand, getting proper sick from having COVID and being in danger of dying from it. And um, that that's really it. it. It protects you. I don't really see this whole thing about how it protects others at all because you can still spread it. You can still get it. The thing that will protect others is a PCR test because if you've got some human decency and you do test positive, you won't go for the game. But at the same time, I will say this in in defence of those people, if they do test positive for COVID and they do still decide to go out, these teams are not offering refunds if you're positive for COVID. These hotels are not offering refunds. I was trying to get a refund for a hotel that I booked for the Manchester United game and they wouldn't give it to me. The circumstances have dictated that the Man United game has been cancelled. I booked a hotel before that and because the Manchester United game cancelled less than 48 hours before I needed to go to the you no know, go and check into the hotel they decided to not refund me they decided to make no exceptions so until the football clubs and the hospitality sector start to offer refunds and start to make concessions for people that have covid or or feel like they have covid symptoms then we're really not going to get anywhere. I was really shocked at that this week when the Man United game was cancelled and the McDonald Hotel, McDonald Hotel and Spa in Manchester, I'm going to name and shame them, decided to uphold their 48-hour cancellation policy, even though they are actually not even running at full staff. They actually sent three emails across stating that they were not going to be changing they were not going to be changing the beds in rooms. They were not going to be coming in and servicing the rooms during stays. We had to go downstairs to get our own towels and the pool, jacuzzi, spa and restaurants would all be closed during our stay. So why am I paying for this forced four and a half star hotel? when all of the facilities don't work. All I'm basically going to be getting is the room. So they're running at 50%, but I'm expected to pay for it if I don't want to stay there. I mean, I should have been able to cancel on the grounds that they are running a limited a limited service. But anyway, I don't want to talk too much about my personal stuff on the show. Um, I don't even really want to talk too much about COVID and the science behind it. Look, I'm not a scientist. You You, you can be vaccinated or you can be unvaccinated that's up that's up to you i think people have probably figured out where i stand 
via social media or, or through comments I've made here on the show. I'm not actually allowed to, to talk about it and I don't want to sway people one way or the other. I just think this thing has got very much out of control. I think there's a lot of fear-mongering going on. There's massive concern that the hospitals are going to be full, but that's because you're scaring the shit out of people. You, you know this Omicron variant is comparable to a bad cold or flu. And we've never filled up the hospitals for flu. But at the moment, because there is this big hysteria around it, and bearing in mind we're two years down the line, it just, just feels like it's never going to go away. And I want to move on with the show. I don't really want to be talking about COVID for the first half of my show, but how can we not? We're doing a week of Premier League games where half of the games aren't happening. And I guess the last thing I want to say on the subject is, look, let's be realistic. Sports are going to shut down again. We're going to have some kind of of lockdown, in my opinion. We're we're going to have some stuff played behind closed doors. It seems inevitable. We're going to have some kind of break. We're going to have like a two-week break or a three-week break. I just can't see how we don't. I hope I'm wrong because a part of this message is is to reach out to people who are going to really struggle with this, with with their mental health. People are struggling anyway. People are struggling badly. I'm struggling. What One of the things that I've done over the last two years has been improve my gambling. Now, obviously, I have eight years of profit, which I promoted while I was talking about lockbetting.com. So I've never been terrible at this. I've been on this show for, for seven and a half years. I've, I've got more and more content given to me based on the strength of my picks. I understand you guys appreciate me, but I also know in the last two years, I've got a lot better. That hasn't necessarily come from a positive place. That's come from sitting around a lot and becoming obsessive. I'm obsessed now with sports gambling. And obviously you can be obsessed in the wrong way where you're chasing losses and you're chasing losses. It's not like that. For me, it's just become a sport. It's obsessive in terms of the way an athlete trains for for a sporting event, for the way a boxer prepares for a fight. For me, that's what it's become. It's become hours and hours alone in my room, uh, obsessive reading, obsessive researching. It's unhealthy. I have an unhealthy obsession with gambling. And I, I knew that, I, I decided that if this pandemic was going to keep me in for, for a long time and I wasn't going to be able to go to stuff, then I wanted to grow my business. I wanted to get better at this. I mean, that firstly stemmed from the fact that we had a lot of sporting events suspended. And I decided that I wanted to learn about Belarusian football and I wanted to try and keep my service going and I wanted to win money in in Belarusian football and once I was able to do that I I realized that you can improve in this you can do more research you can improve your gut handicapping skills but unfortunately that 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 has come that has become an obsession and I've struggled through this pandemic I've I've got I had these weird illnesses I had headaches I, I said I had I still have these things headaches tinnitus uh, IBS, like all of these things that I, I went to the doctors for and wanted to get them all looked into, they found nothing. They found nothing in my blood. They found nothing wrong with my with my kidneys and my MRIs and my CT scans. Uh, they they just said you, you you could be massively anxious. You could be massively stressed. We need to put you on uh, an antidepressant. First, they asked, they put me on something called CBT, where you talk to some, talk to some counsellor. I was supposed to be in it for six weeks. I I, I gave up after two. I, I really did not feel comfortable in that situation, and and that's that's just me. But uh, yeah, the 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 medication they gave me, I just flat out refused to take it. Uh, just looked, had that box in my cupboard for ages, and just constantly said. 
I'm not stressed. I'm not depressed. I'm not a snowflake. I'm not one of these people that hide behind mental health. And and that could be the same situation for a lot of you because a lot of you guys will be sitting there going, yeah, that's me. I'm fine. I'm completely fine. Like there's nothing, nothing's ever affected me before. This shit going on right now is different. It's a different level. We haven't had this before. And some of you may take comfort from the fact that you can bet on sports or the fact that sports is even happening. And suddenly that gets taken away from you. And it's a whole different thing to deal with because suddenly there's nothing to occupy your time. And that seems like it's going to happen again. So first thing I would always say is to don't try and gamble to make yourself happy. Don't gamble to improve your mood. That's a stupid thing to do anyway, because if you're gambling from a bad place, you're only going to get worse if you if you lose. And this isn't an advertisement for my service or anything like that. That's just general advice. Like you, you shouldn't bet if you're trying to use the wins to make yourself happy. Um, and at the same time, we have to also understand that the absence of sport is going to leave a big void in our lives. Now, obviously, the first time it happened when we all stopped watching for a couple of months, it was a huge shock to the system because nobody had ever experienced that before. And there was just pure joy and euphoria and and relief when it came back. And nobody wanted to experience that again. And when you have the, the talk in the air that we're having at the moment, these talks about breaks and suspensions and fan reductions and everything that the, the fear is there the concern is there the the sense of inevitability is there and obviously when it comes to fruition if it comes to fruition that's going to be hard for everybody to take because there'll, there'll be no EPL show because there'll be no games to talk about because we'll be on a break there there'll be no using the, any tickets that that I have for the for the future because those games may be, behave, may be played behind closed doors. And this doesn't matter if you're talking about soccer or, or tennis or the NFL or, or anything, because as these governments continue to act the way that they're acting, we're, we're not living with this. It's not become the cold or the flu or anything like that. It's not become a, a virus that we are just going to have to deal with. There isn't that level of acceptance. We're, we're looking at vaccines, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. How many? How many? When is it going to end? We're going to be talking about this next year, the year after. I feel that we have to reach a point where there is an acceptance that it won't end. These guys are going to continue to to throw darts until they find a solution. And the, the trust in them, the trust in the, in the in these authorities that are giving out this information, it is starting to wane. I mean, the, the mask wearing that we're supposed to be doing here in England is, has massively reduced. It's a, it's a mask mandate that around about 70% of the people are, are carrying out. And that was a lot higher. And I think one of the things that you're going to inevitably see is this situation is going to hit a brick wall. With those 30% of people walking around now without the mask, I don't think they have health issues. I think they're just at their fuck you stage. They may, I, they may even be people that are vaccinated. I'm seeing a lot of double vaccinated people saying, I didn't want this. I wanted to go on holiday. I wanted my life back. You told me to get two. I got two. I'm not having three, four, five, six, seven. You can, I mean, obviously there's the complete anti-vaxxers who haven't even started yet. But there are people with, with two who are saying, look, I got two and I'm not having three, four and five. We're all in so many different places. There are some that are completely compliant and they'll do anything 
that the that the, that the governments and the the scientists are saying, but there'll be some that that are halfway, and there'll be some that are completely uncompliant. So it's all over the place, and as that is the case right now, uh, I feel that we are heading towards the the loss of sport. Uh, or behind closed doors games or something. Something's going to be changing. I feel like I'm going to be on here producing less content. I feel it's inevitable that over the Christmas period that I will not be doing all of the Christmas shows that I was supposed to do. I feel like on my on my NFL show, I feel like I'm covering games that are going to be cancelled. I, I knew when I was talking about the Browns and the Raiders that, that I was talking about a game that that probably wasn't going to happen given the situation with the Browns. And uh, for me, I sadly feel like the cancellation of games or or having a break or, or reducing fan attendances again, I feel that's inevitable. And I feel like we are going to have to keep going around in circles with this shit more and more. But one of the things that's important, if there is some action still, if we don't have a full break and it is just a case of, one or two games or or, or or certain teams in areas that, that aren't playing, then it's important to still manage your bankroll. It is still important that you don't go all in. And now, obviously, at the start of this, I spoke about me betting on, on Belarusian football and, and learning about Belarusian football in order to still have an interest in a, in a sport and still being able to bet. I mean, that probably wasn't the most responsible thing to do. But but given my years of experience um, and the way I approached it, I, I approached it personally first. And after having some success in it, I started to give it out to my, my clients. It wasn't a case of me just going blindly out and or trying to play esports and table tennis, which is what I saw on Twitter. I, I did play Belarusian Belarusian football for a week or so uh, before I started to give out very small plays to my clients. Now, I wouldn't advocate doing that, but what I definitely wouldn't advocate doing is going heavier on things that are happening. So say, for example, we have less NFL games this weekend. We certainly have less soccer games. We're only having five games in the EPL. It doesn't mean that you blow your load on those five games. Now, I can't teach you about sports betting here on this show. And I can't run through and give you stakes for every single game. That's what my service is for. And my service will be ran accordingly this weekend. But but what I can tell you for free is don't just bet on something because it's on television. Don't just bet on something because it's the big game or the, the only game on. I know for a fact that the the books kill it with, with Sunday night football every single week. Like the Sunday night football game will nine times out of 10 be the most bet game in the NFL. I know there'll be loads of money on the on this Sunday game that's televised for the EPL as well because everybody likes to bet on the on the 430 kickoff. So th- this this is common, this has been happening for years, but we're going to see more and more of this with uh, with games being cancelled and limited things going on. And obviously, once again, if there is, as I said, unfortunately, if there is a full cancellation of things and we and we do take a break from certain sports and there are things like Belarusian football going on, don't bet on it or, or don't bet big on it. Like there's obviously a certain amount that you can afford to lose. And I guess that's the key statement. Just bet what you can afford to lose while doing this as a hobby. No different to going into a casino. Because I feel that you betting Belarusian football and, and me betting Belarusian football is a very different thing. 
I, I feel like there's a there's a more of a lottery element to you doing it than me. And that's not me being cocky or arrogant or, or putting you down. That that's just the way it is because I'm on here with with eight years of profit and you're listening to me. And I'm trying to give you sound advice here and, and I'm trying to obviously help out people if possible. Um because I, I recognise it's gonna be a shitty time. It's been it's been a shit two years for me. Um other than the fact that I've been doing well in sports betting and obviously this has led to me having good years financially where I've been able to to buy certain things. But I'll be honest with you, I was happier when I was winning less and I was poorer and I was able to have a life. Uh, and I knew that I was guaranteed to go to a football match and I knew that I was guaranteed to go on a plane and I and I knew that, that people weren't walk, walking around with masks that, that don't even work. Um, and, and that was a lot better for me than, than having more money from being more obsessed with sports betting and um, and having to deal with this current situation that we are in. <sighs> so um, that was supposed to be five minutes at the start and it's gone, we're, we're 25 minutes into the show and we haven't covered a single game. So let's, um, let's, let's start by doing that. The first five games that are on in the EPL here, um, the first one is Aston Villa at home to Burnley. Where Aston Villa are the three to four favourites to win the game. It's eleven to four on the draw, and it's four to one here on Burnley. I like Villa here. I like going with uh, with Steven Gerrard again. So far, he still only had those two defeats, which were against Liverpool and Manchester City, and his team competed in both of those two games. I don't think Burnley are having a very good season at all. They seem like they're going to be a team that are going to be bang in relegation trouble. The usual Sean Dyche magic isn't there. And as we're talking about managerial magic, it's fair to say that that's what Steven Gerrard has brought to the job. A lot of people were not happy to see Dean Smith go. There was a lot of sympathy towards Dean Smith. But the appointment of Gerrard has worked. Aston Villa have four wins in their last six games, losing only to Manchester City and Liverpool. Burnley are winless on their travels so far this season. They've drawn four and lost four. Villa have actually scored exactly two goals in each of their last four victories. And I feel that two goals will be enough here, given that Burnley have failed to score in each of their last three games. Additional data to add here is that four of Burnley's last five Premier League matches have produced under two and a half goals. So if this is a tight game, I would go with the team who have scored exactly two goals in each of the last four wins and who have won four wins, who have four wins in their last six, as opposed to a team who have failed to score in each of their last three games. I'm going to take Aston Villa to win it. I think they'll win this comfortably, um, two or three nil. And uh, I think this is a decent play on the money line for Aston Villa, who are available at three to four here to win this game. Up next, the 5.30 kickoff on Saturday sees Arsenal travelling to Leeds, where Leeds are the three to one underdogs. It's 11 to four there on the draw, and it's 10 to 11 here on Arsenal. Arsenal are a very up and down team, but I do feel they'll be able to beat this Leeds team. Leeds just shipped seven goals against Manchester City and Arsenal seem to go on runs. They're currently on a run where I expect them to continue winning and uh, against a team that lost 7-0 to Manchester City in midweek. You have to believe that Bielsa's job 
has to be on the line. Now, I do think Rafa Benitez will be the next manager to go. I still believe that. And I think it's going to have to take some run for Bielsa to go. But I do think Leeds are in relegation issues. They, it was their, their loss was their sixth loss in six meetings with the top seven. They just cannot fare well against this top seven. And that's what Arsenal are. Um, a victory over West Ham and Arsenal put Arsenal into fourth, even though there are games in hand for Manchester United and Tottenham. And uh, the Gunners have beaten all of the bottom six without conceding a single goal so this is all good data here for Arsenal and they're a good price here to pick up the away win at 10 to 11 I just don't think Leeds are anywhere near the same side that they were last season and obviously the results are a reflection of that statement up next you're looking at Newcastle at home to Manchester City this goes down on two o'clock on Sunday Newcastle are the 18 to 1 underdogs here in this game where they're playing at home. It's 7 to 1 on the draw and it's 1 to 7 on Manchester City. 18 to 1 is a ludicrous, ludicrous price on a team here in a two horse race, but you find it hard to make any case at all for Newcastle to get anything from this game. They're 1 0 up against Liverpool in. Um, in their last game in midweek, but you still felt that it was inevitable that Liverpool would still win that game, and the books did too. You had um, Liverpool being quoted as one to three minus three hundred from one nil down. I mean, it started the game as the one to one to ten favourites, I believe, and then once they went a goal down because it was early, they moved to one to three. So Newcastle have had a terrible run of fixtures. It hasn't been the easiest start here for Eddie Howe. I mean, the only game where I think he'd be looking at where he should have picked up more was against Norwich, where they were 1-0 up, but they had 10 men, and they had 10 men early, so maybe even that point was a bonus. I don't think that Eddie Howe's future is going to be determined by what he does in games like this away to, sorry, at home to Manchester City, so I am going to take Manchester City to win this game. I'm going to take a, a punt on them to win this with a clean sheet. Now, Manchester City haven't been keeping clean sheets as readily as late as they were last season. However, they're coming off a win against Leeds where they won 7-0. Leeds barely had the ball. They didn't create many chances at all. It was just completely dominant and the golfing class was wide. I expect a similar golfing class here and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Newcastle don't get on a score sheet here in this game. They only got on the score sheet against Liverpool early because it was a lapse and, and they scored early on. Obviously, Liverpool really felt confident winning that game. Otherwise, you would have seen Van Dijk in defence. I think Jurgen Klopp knew this was a game where he could have rested him and in the end, it resulted in Liverpool going a goal down, but they were never in any danger of losing that game. It just felt inevitable, even after the first Newcastle goal. It was just wave of wave and wave of Liverpool attack. And uh, eventually, they got their breakthrough and, and went on to win the game comfortably 3-1. So, comfortable afternoon expected here for Man City. I'm going to take them to win to nil at 10-11 to in this game. Up next, you have Wolves versus Chelsea, where Wolves are the 21 of four underdogs. It's 29 to 10 on the draw, and it's 11 to 20 on Chelsea. Chelsea aren't a backable team for me at the moment. They've got too many injuries, they're, they're too inconsistent, and 
they're conceding too many goals. And it's, it's weird that you're saying that about Chelsea because we came into the se- early, start of the season and we were touting them as a rock-solid defence that, that were going to continue to keep clean sheets and, and that was going to be their key to the title. And, and Thomas Tuchel came in and kept 11 clean sheets last season in his 19 games in charge. And now we're talking about a defence that can't keep a clean sheet. So it, it's very, very odd to, to go from one thing to another. But the facts tell you that this team can't keep a clean sheet. So I'm expecting Wolves to make this very difficult. And Wolves don't lose big. Like, Wolves don't lose many games at all. And when they do, they're very, very tight. They lost They lost to Liverpool 1-0 in a tight game. They lost to Manchester City 1-0 in a tight game. So I like Wolves here to manage to avoid losing by more than a goal. And I think they may even get something for this game. I like Wolves plus one on the Asian handicap line. Wolves would need to draw or win this game for you to cash. But if Chelsea win this game by just a single goal, then you still push on this selection. So I'd like to take that chance here that Wolves can get something here from this game. They've been pretty decent so far. They've lost two better teams than Chelsea, better teams in form at the moment in Liverpool and Man City by only a single goal made it very difficult for them. So it's not unfeasible for me here that they could get something from this game. And if they don't, I feel they will only lose by one goal and you end up pushing this selection. I'll be very surprised if Chelsea leave Molyneux with a two-goal win. So once again, my selection for this game is going to be Wolves plus one and that one here is available at 10 to 11 if you feel like you want to be a little bit more conservative you can take wolves plus 1.5 that means that wolves only need to lose this game by can lose this game by one goal and you can still catch the play but you'll be laying a lot more juice here you'll be getting that at five to eight but i'm going to take wolves here at uh, nine to ten with wolves plus one on the asian handicap line The final game I'm going to talk about here is a game I think I'm going to, and if it happens, it'll be the game of the week or the game of the weekend between Tottenham and Liverpool. Tottenham are the 17-4 underdogs. It's 16-5 here on the draw, and it's 8-13 here on Liverpool. This is a classic rest versus rust situation. Now, Liverpool are a better team than Tottenham, but Tottenham could be in a really good position because they haven't played for such a long time. They haven't played since they cashed the lock where they beat Norwich City. I believe that was way back on the 5th of December. So that was the last time. That's actually the last time I lost a, a one-unit selection on, on any sport. So that that's going way back. The last time I lost the one-unit selection in sport was the last time Tottenham played a game, and that was nearly two weeks ago. So they should be very, very, very well rested. But at the same time, they could be too rusty because they haven't played a competitive game for such a long time. And you're coming up here against a Liverpool team. They're probably the team you don't want to play here in this situation. I understand Liverpool only played on Thursday, but at the moment, it's not taking its toll on them. Obviously, they're a team that play Jurgen Klopp's heavy metal football. But uh, at the same time, they're also a team that are continuously scoring goal after goal and managing to win games. I can see them coming here to White Hart Lane and picking up yet another win. But I think en route to that, there should be goals in this game. There usually is in games here between Tottenham and Liverpool. Looking at the data, it's clear that Liverpool have had the advantage here in the head-to-head battle. Liverpool haven't lost English fixture in the last eight and they've won the last seven. They've also been the first team to score in seven out of the last eight. So Liverpool scoring first again on Sunday would be key. Tottenham without a clean sheet in the last 13 meetings with Liverpool. The last nine games have seen over two and a half goals and 
sorry, the seven of the last nine games have seen over two and a half goals, and seven of the last nine games have also seen both teams finding the net. Liverpool's individual form sees them coming into this game with eight straight wins in a row, so it's very difficult for me to pick against them. The last time they lost, I was at that game. They were away to West Ham, and they lost that game by three goals to two. They have bounced back with eight straight wins, and I look them to look for them to continue here. Yes, Tottenham are in a good situation as far as rest goes, but as I said, it's rest versus rust, and I think that cancels out. I think Tottenham will be a little bit rusty here, and that could allow Liverpool to get the first goal. And as we've seen from the data, when Liverpool score first in this fixture, they go on to win it, and I see nothing different here other than Liverpool getting their eighth win in a row and handing Antonio Conte his first loss as a Tottenham manager in the Premier League. So I'm going to go for Liverpool to win, and I would tack on over two and a half goals. This is cashed in seven of the last nine meetings between these two teams. Liverpool are a very, very free-scoring team at the moment. I think it's going to be difficult for Tottenham to contain them. I don't have much faith in this defence. I have faith in Conte, and I have faith in him, in him getting it right eventually here, but I just think this is a game that it's very, very difficult to walk into off the back of not playing since December the 5th. So I'm going to go for Liverpool to win. Liverpool on the money line are at 8-13. And if you want to tack on over two and a half goals, you get that here to plus money. You can get that here at 13-10 to 10 here in this one. Closing out of your lock and a show, well, I'm not going to give you one. Um, we're well up on our locks so far this season on the EPL show. You've had a lot of double locks as of late, so that's why the record is at 17 and 4. Even though we've only played 17 weeks of the EPL, you've had 17 winners and four losses in the 17 game week so far as we are up to game week 18. So we're not going to force a lock here. We've only got five games to choose from. I do like some of these plays. Um, there will be some members plays, but I'm not sure we're going to go for anything at a full unit as uh, half of the games have been taken away. I really liked Man United at home to Brighton. I was going to try and stay away from locking Man United. We got a push on that game last week away to Norwich. But this is a really good situation. Man United managed to get out of their game in midweek against Brentford. And I felt like that part of that was a little bit naughty. I felt like that we were trying to get out of the game so that Ralph Ragnick had another week to work on his tactics after a poor performance against Norwich. But it has been disclosed that Man United have had as many as 13, or was it 14 neg uh, fourteen positive COVID tests? Obviously, that's going to decimate your squad if you can only turn up with seven or eight first-team regulars. And obviously, that can't be falsified. That has to be believed as being true. Therefore, if that is the case, then Man United didn't pull that stunt on Tuesday. But initially, I thought it was a little bit cynical because the game was cancelled very, very late. It was cancelled on midnight, the day before the game. So you only gave people, well, you gave people less than 24 hours notice, which is ridiculous in itself. I mean, I spoke at the top of the show about this hotel, about this hotel situation. But um, with that said, there is no lock here on this show. I was going to originally lock up that game. I thought it was a good spot for Man U. I thought it was a bad spot for Brighton, but it isn't happening. I do like some of these plays here on this show, but... I will reiterate, one unit is important to me. If you want to go for, for a one-unit play, for me, that is £100. That is $125 on the exchange rate. So that's a significant amount of money. We're not playing Monopoly money. We're playing real bets. And uh, I'm not going to take one-unit plays lightly, especially when I'm on a run where I've hit 25 in a row. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL show. Don't forget to check out my other content. We have Scamessa Italia this weekend. We have a full slate of Italian games. 
no cancellations in Italy, no overreaction to the Omicron virus or the Omicron version of COVID. And we have a another edition of The Fight Show. Jeff Cohen joins me. He's a boxing expert and boxer. He comes on to talk about the two big fights this weekend. There are two. Obviously, we're going to talk about Jake Paul going up against Tyrone Woodley. But also, there's a fight this weekend between Joshua Parker and Derek Chisora. For us, that is the bigger and more important fight. That is a real fight. That is in the heavyweight division. One of the winner, The winner can go on to a title fight, potentially. So, we cover both of those fights. It's a long 55-minute podcast because Jeff Cohen is a boxer and we talk about what he thinks of Jake Paul and what he's doing for boxing. It's really, really interesting. So make sure you guys go and check out that edition of The Fight Show. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.